For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the Angie Spoke Podcast. On today's episode, we talk to Carly Van Heerden, founder of We Edit Podcast. Carly started her company back in 2015 when she witnessed her husband on their holiday spending hours editing his own podcast. She thought there's got to be a better way and created her entire company for podcast editing from that moment. It's only recently that Carly, after years of being behind the scenes, stepped in front of the mic with her brand new podcast, Beyond the Mic. As a podcast insider, Carly shares with us what she's done to launch and promote her own podcast. I think you'll appreciate her unique view of the industry as someone who has helped thousands of podcasts grow, and now as someone who is growing an audience for her own podcast. Let me now introduce you to Carly Van Heerden. Carly, we are so happy to welcome you onto the Angie Spoke podcast. Hello. Um, hello. <laughs> and thanks for having me. Honestly, I'm just so honored to be here. And I feel like this is going to be just another one of those incredible conversations. And I can't wait to do it. Amazing. Well, let's start by having you introduce yourself to the audience. Tell everyone who you are and what your business is. Yeah. So I'm Carly. I am the founder and CEO of We Edit Podcasts, and we are a full scale production company. We handle production and everything that has to do with your podcast for all of our clients, show notes, transcripts, editing, video editing, videograms, all the things that you need to make your podcast published and perfect to be put out. And I'm also the host of a brand new podcast called Business Beyond the Mic. So definitely check out my episode with Jenny and Sandy. It was amazing. And yeah, that's me. Yeah, I think so. Just like full disclosure, we are one of your clients. You've been doing our podcast for I don't years. Like I don't even know years and years and years. And we've been super happy with your company. So always would put a plug in for that that side of your business because it's it's amazing. The service, everything, it's great. I want to know. I've always wanted to know who starts a podcast editing company. Like where did that come from? 
Oh my gosh. So literally going back to that time. So this was back 2014 was, oh, well, I guess a while it's, ago. we launched in 2015, right? So I went to South Africa to plan my wedding. We had been newly engaged, all the things. I was just graduated from university. I'd done my honors degree at the U of A in business and loved entrepreneurship and all the things, but wasn't quite sure you know, what to do. So I thought I'd take a break, figure out my life first, and then go from there. And then once we got married, my husband and I traveled through Southeast Asia. I mean, he's a big entrepreneur since like the age of 12. So that's what he lives and breathes and kind of tried out the nomad lifestyle. We just explored, figured out what we wanted to do. And at the time he actually had his own podcast and we were obviously traveling. He's sitting in the room recording, doing all the things and spending all this time editing his podcast. And I'm like, man, can we go to the beach sometime? You know, what's on the agenda today? Another recording thing. Can't you hand it off to somebody else, delegate it out and He's like, yeah, you know, there's only contractors doing these kinds of things. And he's pretty tech savvy. So he does it anyways himself. And I was like, well, why don't we just see if we can start a company that does this for people? I'm sure if you're sitting with this issue of like time spent on podcast editing, other people would be interested. So yeah, just like that idea was born. I mean, he helped me put a website together. Um, I was literally sitting there cold emailing people off of iTunes back then, you know, like <laughs> getting some new clients. And sure enough, there was so much interest, you know, responses to just me reaching out being like, hey, we're offering the service. Would you be interested? I see you're a podcaster. And yeah, kind of just snowballed from there and turned into what we are today. That's amazing. Go ahead, Jenny. So did your husband leave his other entrepreneurial endeavors to join you in this business? Or is this sort of like your business? This is mine. He's still doing all of the things that he's always done. I mean, I kind of just used him as my mentor for these types of things because I was new into mm -hmm. the world of it. I was a fresh student. Out, like, what do I know about all of entrepreneurial stuff, setting up a website, any of those things. So he just showed me the ropes and I just took everything from there. Obviously, my strong suit has always been working with people and like the operations behind it all. So I have to say in the beginning, I was super shy to be the face of the company because what do I know? I'm not tech savvy. I don't know any of these things. And you didn't have a podcast. No, that's I not, didn't have that a podcast either. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I could see the behind the scenes of it all. And that's where I ended up. I just stayed behind the scenes. Yeah. Obviously, the editors that I had on right away with the contractors, they were the foundation of my company. And then I was the one still doing, you know, you put on your different hats. You have your marketing, your reach out, your sales, your cold emailing and everything that you did in the beginning to get it rolling. But then you're also doing biz dev. So you're trying to see where can we grow? Oh, people love transcripts with their podcast. Cool. Okay. So then I do the transcripts and I'm like, okay, now I have to do how many transcripts a night? So maybe I should hire somebody to do transcripts. Okay, perfect. Next, they're like show notes. Oh, that's a thing. We should try adding show notes. So it just literally snowballs into something that I mean, I can't handle all by myself. So you just build the team around what you've already set up and yeah, that's where it ended up. Well, where did you <laughs> yeah. find the first editors? Like, did, were they people that you knew or did you just find them on the internet? Yeah. So we actually used Upwork back then. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so kind of built a little team of those. And then my favorite way was doing, especially with transcriptionists, because I also found them through Upwork. But then I'd be like, hey, team, if you know somebody else who would love to be a part of our company and 
in the same field as you because they have like the lay of the land of who's in their industry, right? So that's how I grew each and every team. I would just first reach out to my team and be like, do you know anybody else doing show notes? Do you know anybody else who was a video editor? And kind of grow it that way. And it it just felt a little bit more organic and authentic Mm -hmm. to build our business around that. And people that already aligned with how I wanted the company to grow, right? The culture that I wanted to set for the company. So yeah. So where are the editors now and how many do you have? Oh, we have, so it varies, right? So from day to day, we have between 35 to 40 people as wow. contractors working for us. And it's not all edit- editors, right? So we mm-hmm. have a specific editing team. We have the specific transcription team, show notes, writing team. And then my management team is the main overarching kind of the people who take over what I no longer mm-hmm. do. So yeah. The big teams and they're all over, literally from Europe, South Africa, Philippines, Canada, the US. Well, not as many in the US anymore, but yeah, everywhere around. So I think your business formation story is so mm-hmm. interesting, especially compared to so many people that we encounter who kind of come to business because they have this like passion for something and they want to grow a business around it. And we are always trying to encourage and really force the hand of new entrepreneurs into making sure that they're validating a pain point in the market and they're solving a problem for people, an important problem. And so I think it's just so miraculous that you just are sitting in a, you know, an Airbnb or a hotel room and you see this problem and you're like, oh, I could solve this with no background in podcasting or audio editing or any of these things, but you're just witnessing this and experiencing this problem through your husband's business. And I, I just, first of all, that's the right way to start a business, I think. And second of all, I just am curious, how did you reconcile that? Because I imagine this isn't something you ever imagined for yourself before you started it, right? Like you probably had visions of the other kind of career, like maybe a different career or business goal. Like how did that work out for you internally? Honestly, that's exactly how you were saying it there. And that's why in the (laughs) beginning... I was nervous to tell people that that's what I do because then they'll be like, oh, but you don't podcast. Oh, but you're not an audio person. And for me, again, I said my strengths are number one, delegating. And and I delegated myself out of the company. You know, like I'm really great at building a team, fostering what I want something to look like. And at the same time, yeah, it was funny because now you have to be so front and center with your business to, especially for social media, getting out there, putting videos out for people to know who you are. And I feel like now I'm stepping into that role a lot better than I would have right in the beginning. I was super happy to be behind the scenes, to be the one like emailing out, to be, you know, doing the work in the business. It was satisfying to me. It was like the operations dream that I like wanted. And nobody was you know, pointing fingers at me to be marketing or being press or being like front and center. So, and it worked well because my company grew. I didn't need to be out there like marketing my face to the world because it just kept on growing on its own. And the more it grew, the more people I added to be on my team and I didn't have to be a standalone. But now the landscape has definitely shifted. Like, When back then, I even, when I first moved to the city here, Sandy and I are in the same city in Calgary, I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur or a businesswoman in the city and like 
make new friends, reach out and build a community. So I actually went like the blogging route. Like I went to be like a YYC influencer person and it was fun. It was like the joy of things where my business was more my work side of things. And I was able to kind of find that balance in my life by doing something more creative with my spare time and then doing like the work of things with my company, which was, yeah, it worked really well until eventually life changed. I was becoming a mom, all of those things. And then I was like, okay, I need to prioritize what is most important. Number one, my business. So I let go of the blogging side of things, but obviously I learned a lot on that side too, because in the beginning I was blogging every day on, we edit things too, right? That was part of being the business owner with the many hats. You had to create content. And that's what, like, we didn't really need marketing in the beginning because we were ranking so high on Google just because of the effort I was putting into our blog and writing content about podcasting and just, you know, making it available to people who found us, right? So yeah, it's all been kind of shaped who I am, like as a business owner right now too, like what I've pursued personally has contributed to me in the long run in my business too. And now that I'm back after taking a little bit of a break with the kids and things, I feel so much more equipped and ready to actually be the face of the company. And that's why I launched my podcast. I went for it because now I've had eight years of experience doing this. So I'm not a newbie in the industry anymore. There's no imposter syndrome there. Obviously, still a huge learning curve starting your own podcast, despite everything that I know and like have taught to people and told people to do. But yeah, I've loved the journey. I've loved being back in the hot seat kind of and just like taking it from there. So talk to us about the promotion. We were chatting a little bit before we hit record. You, I think your words were, oh my God, this is a lot of work to promote it. Like, just tell us what that experience is like to get the podcast out in front of new eyes. Yeah, honestly, it's nobody tells you that, right? <laughs> but it's a lot of work to get it done and ready. And now you have this beautiful podcast. Okay, cool. Now you can't just sit back and wait. You have to be actively promoting it. Like, And it's not just Instagram. You have to be on Twitter, LinkedIn. I mean, I'm even publishing things on TikTok. I don't even know the first <laughs> thing about TikTok, but I'm learning because it's actually quite a fun. Like, I go down a few rabbit holes there and see what other people are doing. But yeah, it's a full-time job. And like the other day, someone was like, wow, you're spending a lot of time on your phone. I'm like, I'm not playing on my phone. I'm actually <laughs> working. I'm putting in so many hours to see how else can I write this? What is catching people's attention? Like even thinking of my own behavior as a consumer on social media and everything, I don't engage that much with people's content, even though I love it. Like it takes quite a bit for you to like or comment or reach out to that person and actually interact with them because we're so used to sitting back and being behind your screen and nobody's going to care if I like this or not because I'm just watching it. I mean, how many reels do you watch and then you don't actually say anything? Like you send it to people, right? That's how you're interacting. You're not mm -hmm. actually talking to the person who's created it. Right. But yeah, honestly, it's a lot of work to promote it. And it's not just social media. You have to be in groups and in communities and not, it's not just about what you're putting out. You have to go in and get, engage with other people, make yourself seen in the industry as a thought leader and actually putting out valuable things and high quality things and not just tweeting for the sake of, I don't even know, is it tweeting? Is it yeah, writing, posting mm -hmm. and for the sake of posting because you <laughs> feel like you have to post X amount of times on 
this platform or that platform. It's like, what is your goal? And I know I catch myself a lot of times scrolling through things, learning, right? You're learning and seeing how people use Twitter. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I just wasted 30 minutes looking at how other people do things and it, I didn't actually engage. So mm-hmm. now I've really shifted my focus on social. If I am doing that, even for the learning perspective, I'm also engaging at the same time. So it's not like a wasted amount mm-hmm. of time that you're spending there on your phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's a really good point though, because Twitter X is different than Instagram in that way, mm-hmm. because I would never write anything on Instagram to anybody because I don't know, nothing happens, right? But on Twitter or X, it really does. Like I will always gain, the more I comment, the more followers I get. And I actually have real life conversations. So I think that's a really good point. So just, you can't just like post and run. You got to like comment on other people's podcasts, and especially on Twitter. Oh my God, I can't change X, especially on X. (laughs) There's so much podcasting stuff on there. There's always people saying like, promote your podcast. Like if you're a woman in podcasts, drop your link. Like there's so much of that, that happening. So I think that's just a really, really great point. Harley, I'm so so interested with the size of the team that you have. Why make the decision to do the promotion side yourself versus just delegating that? I think it, I think it was really smart, but I'm just so curious about your thought process there. Well, that's the thing. So when I did set myself up to be able to leave the company, I got a great operations gal in and she put systems in place that even I couldn't have dreamed of. So it runs so smoothly. That's I don't have to touch that anymore. I mean, obviously I check in with her. That's what we do. And then on the content side of thing, I have an amazing content director and she makes sure that everything is flowing. Everything is written and done. And I've thought about handing the podcast stuff over to her. And then I thought, but then what am I doing? Like, what am I contributing to this podcast? It's my podcast. I should be, (laughs) you know, having a hand in it. And just thinking of the way that I phrase things, we have our personalities, right? So I wanted it to reflect what I'm getting out of it. Even with my show notes team, they do all the show notes and everything. I'm not in there doing any of that, but I do like to chip in and be like, Hey, what about this title? Or, Hey, you know, I don't know. I don't mind changing those things because it's part of the team environment that I already have. And I wanted it to carry through into my podcast as well. And I obviously, I have a great team member who does podcast launches and things too. So wanted his insights on it. I mean, I took a few of my own liberties and everything too, but why not? I have all these great people in place, like you're saying, but I feel like I would lose touch with what am I getting out of this podcast if I hand all of the marketing over to somebody else, right? And it's still Mm -hmm. my voice that I'm, that's why I'm back. I'm back here to get my (laughs) voice out there to build my brand as, you know, the thought leader that I am. And yeah, if if I'm not in it, how am I going to do it, right? And when you say my brand, how are you in your brain separating WEP or we edit versus your brand? It's been really tough because it's become me over these years, right? Mm -hmm. It's how many we're going into year nine coming up on nine years. That's a long chunk of time to have a business. And I mean, a lot of times people either phase out of it or they sell by this time. And that's not been my direction of things. So my brand, I really had to decide, but I'm not going to be the podcast guru because that's not 
all that I am. I'm also a business growth and, you know, strategy, all that, that kind of stuff that the things that I love to write about. So I've kind of tried to foster what I say is my brand in our weekly newsletter. So that's the podcast playbook. And so I've found my little corner. It's actually called Founders Corner in the newsletter. And that's where I've been like testing my voice as me, as Carly, as the owner of We Had a Podcast and what else I have to offer. And I'm not focusing just on podcasts. I'm talking about all types of things, like rounded things as an individual, as also a podcast you know, as a podcaster, but like what other things besides just like how to grow your podcast, can I contribute to podcasters to help them, you know, do in all other aspects of their life. And the things that I'm actually dealing with personally is the stuff that I find what I love to write about in that section of, you know, my corner of the world. <laughs> but on social, you are mostly posting the podcast under your own name. Um, no, we're doing both oh. on, so on We Edit, we're doing a nice three posts on, the, or actually four posts in a week for that on social, on Instagram. And then also I did give my content director freedom on LinkedIn because that's where she loves. So I'm really playing to the strengths of my team individually. <laughs> and then I'm also doing it on my personal side of this things, but it's super linked. Like, honestly, I do collaboration posts. And so it's kind of one and all, but maybe on mine, it's more through my voice. And then on we edit, it's from like the we edit side of the things, but yeah, it's trying, I'm trying to make it work together. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Based on your experience so far with promoting this new podcast, what advice would you give to someone else who's just starting out with their show? So we've been doing this since 2016-ish, <laughs> long time, but it also feels like the podcast landscape is always changing. And so I'm just so curious like to be in that mindset of like, okay, you just dove in this year. Like, what would you not do that you, you know, like where did you maybe spend more time than you needed? And then where have you really seen the best bang for your buck so far? So I think actually a big thing that I note is where do my guests spend the most of the time? Because I know mm -hmm. like for you guys, we're, we're doing a lot of promotion on Instagram and also some on Twitter, but you guys are mostly on Twitter. So then it doesn't help. I'm trying to interact with you on a platform that you're not mm -hmm. at. Right. And then other guests are very LinkedIn focused, like their following is mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. And so I just said to my team, you know, I know one of my guests coming up is that's where she thrives is LinkedIn. And I said, you know, instead of focusing too much on it on, on the Monday or Tuesday or whatever, when it launches on Instagram or Twitter, let's shift our focus to LinkedIn. Cause I know she's going to be interacting there. And actually she's on Facebook a lot too. So 
just trying to find out where they're going to engage and share with their audience more has been quite nice for me too, because then it's not like you're putting something out and you're kind of waiting for them to interact with you. But yeah, then again, for Abigail, she's great on Instagram. So that was really fun for us to do more on the Instagram side of things. But yeah, that's been one of the things that I was trying to figure out. And then also what I would say is I created a lot of content per episode and as a whole. So, but my best strategy so far has been to create kind of a big piece of content that I use personally, either for the intro or through whatever mm. they provide for show notes, and then atomizing that big piece into smaller pieces that you can then spread out through all of the platforms in your communities, that in your groups that you're in, so that it's not super repetitive. Because I feel like in the beginning, I was being very repetitive because I was just trying to get it out and like, oh, nobody's going to see this here or there. But now I'm trying to be a bit more strategic on like, pulling out different bits from that big content that I start mm -hmm. with in the beginning or that big piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems makes to sense. Be, it makes me happier too. I feel like <laughs> I'm finding a bit more joy in that side of things. Too. But it also goes longer, right? It's yes. like all this work for like one mm -hmm. post, one reel, one yeah. audiogram or mm -hmm. whatever. And then you're like, oh my God. Right. Mm -hmm. So it totally makes sense to like, just sort of drip that out through the week, even of like, lots of different ways to phrase it. So you're catching other people, like different people's attention in different ways. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that's been my big thing. Harley, is your goal, obviously your goal is to promote your company and your brand and your audience's podcasters and future podcasters. Do you also have a goal to, to monetize with ad revenue? Like, would you say that that's the direction you're headed? Yeah, honestly, it's never a bad idea to monetize your podcast. I was just seeing today, like 90% of ad revenue is coming from dynamic ads. And it's such a long, like evergreen thing that you can use for your mm -hmm. podcast. But yes, number one goal is obviously for my business. And it's been using, like surprisingly, I've been getting different feedback from different people, like even some of my team members are like, oh, we love that your podcast is out now because we're using it as examples for new clients mm -hmm. that sign up. I'm like, sweet, that's awesome. So people are seeing what quality we put out. You know, it's like literally the prime example of what we can do. So that's been number one goal, feel like already achieved. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not scared to take this anywhere. Honestly, I just want to and at the same time, like I say, building my brand and the business brand together, that's mm -hmm. kind of been my big goal right now because we became, well, we're the company, right? But we became like the service machine that just, you know, does what we do, but there's no community around us. And I felt like mm -hmm. that was something that was lacking even with our clients, because we are so service-based and it's like, here's our files, here's your files again. Here's you know, There was no other interaction. And so through my podcast, I've gotten to have like one-on-ones with my clients, which I haven't done in years because of how efficient we were. <laughs> we didn't need to have one-on-one -on -one check-ins because everybody was happy. Things run smoothly. There's no hiccups. And if there are, it's quickly solved. So yeah, I just want to build a bigger community around the company and what we do. So yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. I love that you just like put the systems in so that it runs as without you. And then you can go do this fun, fun project that builds more business for you, builds your brand, gets the awareness out there. It's so, it's so smart. Have you ever been to the podcast conferences? 
I haven't been to any of them yet. And it's that's the thing. We never thought we're going to put up a booth so we can tell people to edit their podcasts and they already know that they do. It was such a tricky little space. And then obviously COVID has been around and then that happened. But new exciting things coming. So uh, we have been chatting with Tim. He's actually from Calgary too. And he's thinking about putting together the new pod summit that's in Calgary. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's going to be fun. And I'm excited to see, you know, that shape up and get Calgary people out there. Um, I didn't know there was, there's always been a pod summit in Calgary been a pod summit. And then obviously when COVID happened, all that stuff shut down. And then they, him and just his wife actually just took over from the previous owners and now they're going to revamp it. And it's for next September, 2024, I believe. So yeah, that'll be fun to see. Yeah. But I feel like now I'm also in a place to be able to attend more of those types of events and even moving towards like keynote speaker type of things, or depending on what's available out there. But yeah, it's just been, it hasn't been in the cards up until now, which is kind of sad, mm-hmm. but I'm excited. Okay. Jenny, next September, Calgary. <laughs> I know. Oh, I was just thinking like, I'm coming. I'll be at the condo. Book hey. the room. Yeah. Lock <laughs> it. it off. You got it. You got it. That's great. Carly, I am curious about, do you have any insights just because you have access to so many podcasts with what your company mm-hmm. does? And I feel this way about online courses and memberships. I have all these little like data nuggets that I can give advice to people about what's working and what isn't. Like from your perspective, do you have any advice on like how frequently is really working to put out a podcast? Like how long should they be? You know, just like any kind of insights that you might be able to offer our audience. Yeah. So obviously, like we chatted in our episode, frequency is something that just, yeah, it just helps you so much. But at the same time, like I know I can't right now commit to doing three or four episodes a week. It just, there's not enough time in the day. But I do see that people who make that commitment, they even do it for like maybe the launch or like the first few months. And it really boosts your podcast to a whole new level. And it's just, yeah, it's just insane the amount that you are able to get. But obviously, yeah, it's up to each one personally, because the worst part is if you commit to something like that and then you fizzle out and then you stop. I think that's almost worse than to stop (laughs) rather than doing one a week or whatever, because yeah, the stats for people who don't make it past their third episode is crazy. It's high. Mm, So um, third episode. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. And we even see it with sometimes with people who take like extended breaks, like Mm -hmm. you're just not showing up anymore. And it's almost better to just do reruns or do special mm-hmm. episodes or just bonus push episodes. Something. Yeah, just push something mm-hmm. out. A 12-minute episode talking about something like an experience. I heard somebody talk the other day about like, I don't know, like, an, a, like analyzing a business they went to on the road. And it was just so interesting. And it was a 12-minute episode, but yet there was something that they put out to their audience without that break. Sure, seasons are great too, but that is something that depends on the way that you work too, right? So some people choose seasons because they know that they like to put something out and then they like to go back to the drawing board and see what worked and what didn't work. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's fine too. If you know that that's how you operate and that's what you can commit to, that's really great. And then other people, they have different levels of sponsorship. So 
maybe the first season is sponsored and then they take a break and then they regroup and decide, oh, this time we're going to do affiliate sponsorship for season two. So they have a plan for that. And they kind of, the best ones that I've seen for seasons is they work it in to the episodes, like really building it up, like don't miss out on the last two episodes. You know, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like how we are with series on TV, right? There's Mm -hmm. seasons for everything. Everybody's always in anticipation, but don't take too long of a break because then, yeah. It's starting from zero. Yeah. So if you know anything about Jenny and I, we are always cooking up ideas and we have another idea for a podcast. And I was going to ask you about seasons and it would be in seasons. And so I'm, I wasn't sure if that still works. So that was helpful to hear. (laughs) We might need some editing. So we'll give you a call. (laughs) Your team will be the first to hear it. (laughs) Yes, they will. Oh yeah. You guys mentioned that the other, be your first reader. So be your first listener. (laughs) Right. That's right. That's right. Oh gosh. (laughs) Yes. No, I was Um, chatting to my friend the other day too. Like, obviously these business podcasts are super informative and you're learning a lot and it's great to learn, but you know, the, my next podcast is definitely going to be something that's fun and like, you know, all the mom podcasts that are like after darker, like all the things that you learn about moms, it's just great. And then like I stumbled, I was on a TikTok uh, rabbit hole the other day and I stumbled on a radio station in New Zealand and they've been doing kind of like bits and pieces of their show as podcasts. And it is hilarious. And I'm like, these guys have so much fun. They're just doing whatever they love to do. And like how great that would be to produce is or like be part of is something yeah. that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I can say that our podcast has nothing to do with online business strategy. <laughs> that is nothing. Sir. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Okay. So is there anything else you wanted to cover, Jenny? I think that I would love to have Carly share her joy and hustle. (laughs) But before, can I just ask, what are your top three, like your favorite podcasts? Oh, that's a good question for Carly. So if I, like my podcast changes, (laughs) I listen to so many, right? but like of the past ones that I have loved, Dr. Death was really great. I love that. I used to listen to podcasts when I go to the gym. I mean, now I have a trainer, so I don't have that much time to listen at the gym, but that was one that I absolutely devoured. And it was just so fascinating to me. Like, you know, that journalistic style, like the whole Mm -hmm. true story about Mm it. I got asked the other day, why do women always listen to these true crime things? I'm like, because we need to know what to do when it happens to right. us. <laughs> yeah, it's like safety to understand yes, how the world safety. works. <laughs> but it's just super interesting. And then, yeah, so a, a good business one that I've been loving, it's kind of relatively new, is the Independent Business Podcast. So Natalie Frank was the um, mm-hmm. host, and now they've swapped over to a new host. But yeah, really nice, down, like great advice that you can get. I love you guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody keep tuning in. And then a funny one, they... It's like a British one, um, Jamie and Sophia, I think is her name. And they were newlyweds, but now they're newlyweds is their podcast. And it's just absolutely hilarious. So things that just, yeah, make me laugh is what I go to because I'm so busy in business and Mm -hmm. things all the time. But yeah, it's been an interesting journey with me with podcasts because I, over the years, obviously I've listened to tons and tons and tons. And by the end of the day, I'm like, 
I don't know what else I'm going to listen to now. So, and, but I love audio form. And so mm-hmm. not only podcasts, but I've been loving audio books. So if you find me reading, it's an audiobook in my ears. I can do it while I'm putting my little girl to sleep. She doesn't know I'm reading, I'm <laughs> listening mm-hmm. to it in my ears. So that's been a super enjoyable way to learn and even just read nonfiction stuff. I love all the nonfiction things too. So yeah, yeah, it's convenient. I am fascinated by the podcasts that have that. I think I started with podcasts that were very like raw and rough and not super, you know, editorial or produced or whatever. And now I can't, like I've gone down the big serial. I'm like the last person mm-hmm. to learn about serial. And I went, I listened to all of it. I'm fascinated by these like researchers and these podcasts that have like their own music created for them. You know, it's not like <laughs> some website that they pick something up for $2.99. Like it's a full are... scale production. That's oh what my it God. Is. I love it. Yeah. But wandering it. wandering is going into they're doing TV channels now for some of their podcasts. Oh, so they're wow. turning it into really? like yeah, they're turning it into shows. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's the thing. They're already in this the business, the show business. So right. Yeah. I mean, that's like Ramit Sethi's podcast, right? And his Netflix show. And it's mm-hmm. like the downloads on, I mean, I, I can't, I, who knows on the podcast itself, but the podcast when it's on YouTube, the downloads yeah. are just astronomical of that. And he's just such a great example of someone who has a podcast concept that's like playing across all of these different mediums. Yeah. But that's the thing where I was reading some stats too. A lot of YouTubers are also podcasters. Like yeah. not a lot of them yeah. are just YouTubers anymore. Yeah. They're they have the podcast component. I mean, they just put the video up, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good space to be. Yep. I love YouTube. it. <laughs> All right, Jenny. So Carly, would you please share with us and our listeners something that's bringing you joy in your life right now and a tool that can help them hustle in their career or business? Oh gosh, a tool. Well, honestly, my team is my tool. So <laughs> I can recommend we had a yes. podcast, the team. hundred <laughs> percent. I yeah. don't even know how I would have done this podcast without them. And it's been the best experience to have them, you know, come around me. I've been getting messages from my transcription team, from my show notes team, from everybody listening into the show as they're editing it, as they're doing it. And it's just been a fun thing. I feel like, I feel like it's our whole like company's little baby and we are putting it out into the world. So yeah, the editors, the team at We Had a Podcast is amazing tool to help me in my hustle and to let me focus on marketing the podcast and exploring and finding ways to build the brand and my personal brand. And it's just been a joy to be a part of my team. But yeah, yeah. that's like, that's like the dog fooding concept, right? Like you're using your own product for your own own business. So yeah, yes, that's great. And your joy. Uh, my joy has literally been so it just snowed here in Canada and for the first time this October and I love it and our backyard is just filled with the most incredible animals and people are like you live inner city how do you have so many animals in your backyard I'm like I don't know it's just I'm so lucky and my kids and I we just see this little mom mom deer and her little baby so she has three babies and we've watched them grow and there's also a bobcat with two little ones and literally my son has learned how to take selfies and photos with his little he has this <laughs> old iPhone that he just uses for music and podcasts actually that he listens to and he's just snapping photos he's like mom say cheese with the deer <laughs> 
So yeah, that's my joy. Okay, but we just, we just, backyard. we can't gloss over this. So I just need to explain to the rest of the world that in <laughs> Calgary, bobcat sightings are not unusual, yeah. also known as lynx. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, like my friend's Lisa in her, the Northeast, she cannot let her little Frenchie out because the bobcat is like sitting perched on the fence, right? Yeah. And it's such a strange thing to have... Yeah bobcats in your backyard but they're quite I saw one just over here about yeah. a year ago <laughs> and it's just bizarre it's yeah. bizarre honestly we have coyotes too so there's lots of coyotes runs through. Mm -hmm. yeah and mountain sometimes lions? do you have mountain lions up there no no not, well, in, the not, city. not in the city in yeah. city but okay. in the mountains for sure yeah. Yeah, and okay. I mean, just down we have like this place called Griffith Woods, and last year there was yeah. a mama bear with two bears cubs in there, and we walk there all the time. Mm -hmm. I remember walking there the one day, thinking, "Hmm, seems kind of bearish." <laughs> and like yeah. a weekend after, I read the article about the mom and her two little ones in the Griffith Woods. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, we were there. Yeah, that but so that's Canadian. also like very much on a river. <laughs> like there's no yeah, it's just like river to mountains in that area. So we do get a lot of animals following that river and coming in into the city. So yeah, and I think that's why in our backyard we have the river close by and it must be what's drawing all the animals. Yeah. Makes yeah. for so yeah, I love it. It's like the view that I look forward to. <laughs> Every morning yeah, I'm like so looking cool. out, I'm like and my husband goes, what are you look? What are you seeing? I'm like, oh, nothing yet. I'm just waiting. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like a, watching a movie. Yeah. Well, that's great. I love it. Okay. Well, Carly, thank you so much for the time you spent with us today. And your insights are super valuable. I know they'll be helpful to our listeners because so many of them are growing podcasts. We are big fans. We always recommend your company. And now we'll be recommending your podcast. So thank you for spending the time with us. Oh. Thanks to you guys for having me on. And every time I talk to you, I just feel like, wow, what a good hour spent, like enriched <laughs> my life. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.